0: Welcome back to Got the Mic. I'm Holly. And I'm Lewis. That's Lewis over there. <laughs> now, have any of you ever asked yourselves the question, "What is in your deodorant?" Because this is not something I asked for about ten years of using deodorant. I mean, how old were you when you started using deodorant? Twelve, oh,
1: something like that. Ever since I was smelly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm smelling your life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, was probably, I was probably about twelve. Um, and you yeah. just. Yeah, you go to the supermarket and you get your typical, like, sure deodorant or exona or Dove or whatever. And I never really asked what's in this stuff that I'm putting on my body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be asking today. What is in the deodorant that you put, hopefully, under your arms every day <laughs> and nowhere else? But, you know, no judgment here. Well, um, I, don't, I don't
1: know where else you're putting I your deodorant. Just,
0: well, I don't know. Don't ask questions that you don't want to know the answer to, Lewis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so, yeah, um, look, people don't talk about what's in these products that we put on our skin. And, you know, when we're talking about deodorant today, it's important to recognize there are a lot of personal care products that these kind of um, issues apply to. I mean, we all use so many products every day to rattle off a few. We use toothpaste, shampoo, soap, moisturizer, moisturizer yeah. Yeah, um, hair product, makeup, foundation, makeup remover. yeah, makeup remover, exactly, face wipes. All of those kind of things that we're putting on our skin, you know, I mean, gosh, I'd be, you know, the average person would probably put about 10 products on their skin every day if I'm just counting what I use. And it's really important what we put on our skin because your skin is your biggest organ. Mm. So it absorbs everything and everything that is absorbed by your skin can get into your bloodstream or your lymphatic system. So it is really important that you know what you're putting on your skin because what you're putting on your skin is also going into your body. So if those products do contain harmful ingredients such as you know, toxins, toxic chemicals, colors, fragrances, all those kind of things, that just sounds like a kind of chemical cocktail, really, that's mm. going into your body. Okay? And these things can be carcinogenic, um, they can be allergens, irritants.
1: Yeah, so one of the chemical ingredients in your, your cocktail recipe for your deodorants, <laughs> um, one of the main ingredients is, uh, is aluminium. Or aluminium compounds basically, this is put into deodorant because it clogs your pores, um, which prevents sweating or perspiration coming out of the pores. There have been observations indicating that um, long term there's a correlation between this and breast cancer development and also interfering with um, estrogen production as well. Mm. So, that for me, that one ingredient for me would be a big alarm bell,
0: yeah, and that's in everything. and often it's actually the first ingredient in deodorant so if you guys at home if you have got supermarket bought deodorant go pick it up look at the ingredient list and hands down aluminium, aluminium will be one of the first ingredients if not the first ingredient mm. i remember having a chat with my friend about this and she was using can't remember the brand exactly but um it was sure or exona or dove maybe and i said oh I, you We're know you should name. you should watch out <laughs> not to name names <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> companies but yeah i said oh you should take a look what's in the deodorant um obviously sometimes not some nice things and she picked it up and yeah the first thing is aluminium so yeah that's not a good start so definitely check out your deodorant guys and uh you can let us know if aluminium is your first ingredient in there all right secondly on the list of things found in your average deodorant <laughs> parabens loads of people you might have seen Sounds lots of products oh, par- <laughs> Parabens. yeah cocktail ingredient number two um but you may have seen like lots of products showing up now that say paraben free have you seen these
1: lots of shampoos and
0: yeah and soaps and
1: marketing thing on that yeah oh you reckon oh yeah you see it on you see it on heaps of products
0: yeah but that's because people have become more aware of parabens and they don't want to that in their product which is a great thing that people are more aware. Uh, I wasn't aware of parabens until I started seeing paraben-free everywhere. And then I thought, what what the heck are these parabens? Um, So parabens are a chemical used in lots of products these days. And they're actually used as a preservative. But just like we talked about with aluminium, they can actually interfere with estrogen in that parabens act like estrogen in your body, which really disrupts your kind of hormonal balances. And again, has been linked to breast cancer and prostate cancer. Now, when we say linked in this podcast, it means that there have been studies that have shown a link, a statistically significant link. Um, this is not to mean that it's solid, concrete, like if you use these products, it's going to ca- cause cancer, mm. but there are links shown um, with these chemicals and then the interactions in your body. And uh, it's not looking good so far.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Right, well, what, what's I the know, next one? Luke? Well I mean if you're a male you don't oh. want any of this estrogen too much of this estrogen go around your body do you?
0: <laughs> Why is that? It's
1: not good for males to have too much estrogen is it it would
0: be good for you to have a bit more <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, what's next? Um, yeah so then the next the next one that they've got on the, on the list triglociline.
0: Okay, correction. <laughs> Tri- oh sh-
1: You can't even <laughs> say it. Trigloserin.
0: No, you're putting triglo- in letters. Triglo- you're, you're putting sun? in letters. Triclosan. Triclosan.
1: No, you should put it in Google first. Then.
0: Triclosan. Oh, shall we put it in Google? Should we do the little? Um, how do you say, triclosan? I wonder if. Here we go. Will this? Will they hear this on the podcast? I wonder. No, we can't hear him. Triclosan. Oh, I was right. Triclosan. That even <laughs> sounds ominous. Triclosan is in this deodorant. <laughs> okay. Triclosan. Do you want to tell us what this trichoglycerine is? Okay. <laughs> that was a joke, sorry. guys. It's triclosan.
1: Basically, it's a Oh my pesticide. gosh, try
0: saying that. Triclosan. 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 Okay, this is not funny. Tri- Triglycerin. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever it is. It's Something. a pesticide
1: anyway. Yeah. Um, so the FDA have classed it as a, um, a pesticide. Um, so it's in the majority of brand name deodorants, this stuff. Um, it's used to kill, kill bacteria. So bacteria is obviously what makes you smell. In the manfa- oh, It's used to kill the bacteria in the manufacturing process. As well as when it comes into contact with your skin, so excessive use of this in deodorants may lead to development of bacterial resistance against antibiotics.
0: Yeah, this re- this one really shocked me because you know we have a lot of issues um, and growing issues with antibiotic resistance because obviously antibiotics are so widely used these days. Mm. Um, that yeah, there's kind of other source of this potentially yeah. happening. Your bacteria just becoming resistant to this antimicrobial properties that <laughs> triclosan <laughs> creates. That's really worrying, man. Like our bacteria is just getting bombarded with these antimicrobial compounds, yeah. and it's becoming like a bacteria powerhouse.
1: We get these super bugs, man.
0: Yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's scary.
1: Beefed up, beefed up bacteria.
0: Beef. <laughs> beefed bacteria got beef. We do not condone getting beef, by the way. <laughs> Vegetarians. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that one is worrying. Um, the next one mm. is even more scary. I've yeah. even put in brackets, this one's scary. Yeah,
1: this is a <laughs> <It's like> <laughs> <laughs> propylene I... glycol.
0: Propylene glycol, yeah. That was... Am I close? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It was better than the triglycerine (laughs) scan thing.
1: (laughs) Do you want to go into detail about this?
0: Sure, yeah. So propylene glycol um, is actually an organic compound uh, and it has lots of different uses. So, to list a few, it is used as a drug solvent, a food additive, and as a moisturiser in medicines, cosmetics, and tobacco products. It's also been used as a carrier for fragrance oils, a coolant in liquid cooling system, (laughs) and Guess what? It is one of the main ingredients in deodorant sticks. (laughs) So firstly, that's just shocking that it can be used as so many different things, Mm. uh, for starters. Uh, As a coolant, that worries me, but then that's going in deodorant as, yeah. Drug solvent, in tobacco. So there's a lot of different sources that you can get this compound from. Um, And even in your vaporizers now. Yeah, that's it's one of that. the compounds hey yeah so people are inhaling
1: they have, it they, are, they have vegetable based um glycol though as mm. well
0: well as well i think some of the liquids you can get different e-liquids yeah, hey but yeah, some yeah. of them have propylene glycol and then vegetable glycerin
1: vegetable glycerin yeah gly- glycol.
0: Vegetable glycol, yeah, like. yeah yeah
1: so they, and then there's some e-juices that have a mixture of the both all right okay. um i don't know what the difference i used to vape i don't vape anymore but i don't know what the difference apart from one coming from vegetables, but I haven't looked in too deep on the health impacts of that. Mm, not um, the vegetable glycol. Yeah, the vegetable oh. glycol com- complaints mm. compared to this one. Um,
0: but this one, yeah, we do know. But we, this we, one we
1: do know, yeah, it's not, not too good.
0: No, toxicity has been reported for this compound. Um, the US Food and Drug Administration actually have classified it as generally safe, but yeah, there's been adverse effects. Hmm. Uh, Notified um, And recognised in research Um, So Propylene glycol has actually Been associated with some adverse effects To the central nervous system So it can be quite toxic for the central nervous system
1: Hmm.
0: You um, Can get cardiac arrhythmia From ingesting Propylene glycol Hyperosmorality, hemolysis And lactic acidosis so lots of serious consequences. What's uh,
1: lactic acidosis? Yeah, that's
0: lactic acidosis. Yeah,
1: so I'm no idea what that. I've never heard of that.
0: Okay, so lactic acidosis is a medical condition characterized by the buildup of lactate. So you know when you exercise, yeah. you get a lot of lactate, and that's what makes your muscles hurt yeah. the next day. So yeah, it basically means excessive acid accumulates in the body.
1: Yeah, all right. Which
0: isn't great. Do you want to know what hemolysis yeah, is? Yeah, go on. Okay. Hemolysis. Hemolysis is the destruction of red blood cells.
1: Yeah, it's not too good, is it?
0: So that's terrible. Um, hyperosmorality is when you have extreme dehydration. Um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I was relying on Google to give me like a simple answer and it's come up with a really complicated answer. So um, I'm just going to... So aside from what basically... Oh, I even had it. I didn't even need to Google. What I was going to say was, in layman's terms, mm-hmm. all that complicated stuff that I just described, that jargon, basically means that if you use it every day, the chemical can cause damage to your central nervous system, your heart, and your liver. Mm-hmm. It's also been shown to irritate skin, especially if you have sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, propylene glycol can be harmful at as small as 2%. In something. Mm. So if you're using something and there's only a proportion of two percent, that can still cause some harm. And guess guess how much deodorants have in them? Like what proportion of deodorant?
1: Well, go on. You're gonna hit me with. Oh, a big I'm gonna hit you with Fifty
0: percent. Jesus. So deodorant can have up to fifty percent worth of propylene glycol in their ingredients. So yeah, that's that's bad. And the World Health Organization has put recommendations out of, like, a maximum dose. So, for example, they say only 25 megs per kilogram per day of propylene glycol should be ingested as a food additive. Mm-hmm. But that limit doesn't address its uses in any other things. Mm. So, like we said, in drug solvents or in deodorant or in tobacco. Um, so,
1: so you just address my point there? Yeah.
0: Yeah, We're like, saying going back to that. I'm trying to stay away from it. We have, like, one more. <laughs> One more chemical. Are you going to try and pronounce
1: them Well, I mean, it's easy to pronounce as T and DEA. Or TEA and DEA. DEA. I thought that was a drug enforcement agency in the States. But, um, so TEA. Triethanolamine. I say this For life of me.
0: Triethanolamine. <laughs> Triethylamine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. um diethanolamine. Diethylamine. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yep. Alright. I. Um Anyway, so these uh, these chemicals, no matter how you how, the, how you pronounce them, doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> what they I, do? I bet
0: some some chemists have just died at that statement. <laughs> <laughs> like I would hate you. These
1: these chemicals seep into your skin and affect your liver and kidneys. Um, they're so harmful that these two chemicals have already been banned from products in Europe because they are known carcinogens. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. No good.
0: Huh? Yeah, so I will, um, heads up, like, this, these ingredients found in, like, Australian products and American products, so yeah, these last two that we've just discussed, the TEA and DEA, um, they have been bad in Europe, but they still exist in products over here in Australia and, uh, in America. Yeah. And they're bad.
1: Well, okay, so I've got, else? I've yeah. actually got, whilst well, you go on about the artificial colours, I'm going to grab something from the cupboard.
0: Oh, my goodness That's in in my closet (laughs) um yeah okay so lastly yeah there are artificial colours obviously in these deodorants as well and sometimes bleaches and they can cause some allergic reactions and are also known carcinogens oh my lord he's got out the links (laughs) oh now if dad's listening dad this is your links that has stayed faithfully in the cupboard for your return
1: yeah
0: um, but we are going to pick it apart. Yeah,
1: I want to see what... So this is a Lynx Africa. This is actually... When I was younger, this was the most popular um, Lynx to use. This is one I used to use.
0: Now I've got the song Africa in my head. Everybody.
1: Um, so yeah. this one's got alcohol, butane, isobutane, propane, water, fragrant, fragrance, t but... T-butanol alcohol.
0: Well, none of them sound particularly nice or natural, no, so... No, they don't.
1: But I was—I um, thought I was going to find some uh, T-E-A or D-E-A in here, but no.
0: Well, for example, you said butane. Apparently it can cause drowsiness, unconsciousness. Well, but-
1: oh, yeah, butane's uh, um, like lighter fuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Asphyxia, cardiac arrhythmia, fluctuations in body pressure, temporary memory loss... <laughs> Oh, my. Okay, they're saying this is when it's abused, so obviously if you're going to inhale it or something like that. But
1: yeah, you don't want to go huff and, huff and links.
0: No, but to me, if if something's going to cause you massive damage if you inhale it, like that's still going to be bad going into your skin. Of course. Right? You still Those chemicals mm. are still going inside mm. of you. Um, yeah, it's just... This is what turned me to <clears throat> natural deodorant. I've been using natural deodorant for my gosh, it must be close to 10 years now. I remember my mum bringing me home this crystal deodorant stick, which is just mineral salts in the form of like a crystallized mineral salts. Um, And you just run it under the tap and then rub it on you. And she must have bought me that about 10 years ago. And obviously I didn't understand why, but she just said, Holly, you know, it's better for you. It's more natural, blah, 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 blah. And I've just stuck with it ever since and then probably five years ago i actually started looking into okay why is this better than just your average deodorant um and also gone down the track of gosh you know everything that put my body it should just be closest thing to a natural substance Mm. as possible because yeah you gotta treat your body with stuff that it's going to agree with and it's not going to cause toxicity in your body because we get so much toxicity bombarded at us hey yeah we do yeah like yeah. whether it's the air, with pollution in the air, whether and
1: it's it. and, and and I mean, the government will come out and say, oh, you know, the, these the amount of um, uh, toxicity in in your deodorants, it's not gonna it's not gonna you know be detrimental to your health. But if that's going into your bloodstream, and then you're using moisturizer, then you're using makeup, then you're using your hair product, you're using a your shampoo, you know, you're using all these other things, your your body's absorbing all of that and then throughout the day when you're walking out you know into a city that's 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 full of pollutants and you're breathing in all those Mm -hmm. chemicals as well we're we're bombarded all day every day Mm. by harmful chemicals and to you need to limit your body from exposure as much as you can to those harmful chemicals otherwise this is why we get spikes this is why i believe we get spikes and things like cancer rates and it's not Mm. just one thing it's a well, human
0: grow- growth rather than spikes. Yeah, right?
1: well, yeah. It, it, that's why we're having a we're seeing um, an increase in yeah. in cancer. Yeah,
0: massively, massively. Because um, your body, your body. Look, don't don't get us wrong. Your body is extremely resilient. Your body is oh, made 100%. to filter out these toxins. Yeah. So your, these toxins do get filtered out through your mm. kidneys. But you know, it's just like it's just like the planet, right? There's only there's a certain threshold level and everyone's
1: threshold level is different as well
0: of course yeah exactly and people's bodies all are all different and you know absorb different things differently and react to different things differently there's no blanket rule about this but like you said it's just logical that you would want to try and avoid as many chemicals and as many pollutants as possible because we just there are so many of them Mm. hitting us every day and that is what's crazy is that um you know the FDA, World Health Organization can come out and say, this product isn't toxic, but that's not in relation. They you, they can't measure how many other toxins you're
1: exposed to, exposed to a
0: day yep. and pollutants you're exposed to. So they're only measuring that by that one product. Yep, um, And that's what's really dangerous, exactly, if you're just using eyes And then... They're marketed so heavily, these beauty products or these personal care products, you know. that's all, People are using night creams, day creams, concealer, foundation,
1: primer. Night creams? It's yeah.
0: Crazy. It's to plump your skin before you well, go to bed. Who
1: cares what you look like before you go to bed?
0: No, it's to absorb the moisture into your skin so you wake up and you look fabulous, okay? That's the whole situation. So you don't wake up and look like a train wreck is the idea. But, handy tip, uh, coconut oil. Ladies, and men, if you want to go to sleep, just rub some, put some coconut oil around your eyes, especially those areas that can dry out, so around your eye sockets, and you wake up, honestly, your skin feels so plump, and look, it's oil,
1: Mm, fresh from the coconut. You better start using it then. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're
1: bad. You (laughs) look rubbish when you wake up. All right.
0: Not as bad as I look when I've got coconut oil all over my face and hair, and I just (laughs) look like a sheen. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's a handy tip. But anyway, we've digressed. Um, Well,
1: why don't you tell... Why don't you um, uh, explain what what you found when you went on the um, Australian Cancer Council website?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when I was looking into this, because I was exploring these links, because, you know, a lot of websites and a lot of people make these grand statements Mm. that, oh, this is linked with... You know, that's the massive thing. Oh, this is linked with cancer and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't want to come on here and make any false claims, so I was doing a bit of digging... Um, And went on the Australian Cancer website and they were talking about this perceived relationship between deodorant and cancer. Mm -hmm. They were exploring that relationship. And they actually said, so they said there was insufficient evidence to support that relationship. But they didn't call it a relationship. They didn't call it a claim. Mm -hmm. They called it a myth. (laughs) So they said there is insufficient evidence to support the myth that applying deodorant or antiperspirant will increase your risk of cancer. And I just thought that the use of the word myth was really interesting because that's a, that's a weighted word, right? That's mm-hmm. that's an emotional word. It's portraying that this is some kind of wives' tale, that this is, you know, people being a bit hysterical or people being a bit out there. And that's really dangerous. You know, you, you don't use those words in science. You, you, you refer to something like this as a claim, you know, as a claim that there is a relationship. Yeah, not a myth a myth is yeah it's a very weighted word it's a very heavy word and it's people will read that and be like oh oh people are mad saying that there's this myth um which is just not the case because i then went and looked at a lot of papers that have shown harmful effects of these compounds Mm. and yeah there's no like direct link that you use deodorant you get cancer right because again your body your body is re- resilient yeah and using a bit of deodorant once a day or twice a day you can't imagine that that is going to
1: no and have this
0: like massive no. impact yeah. on on a on a disease and,
1: and if you were if you were not exposed to any other chemical throughout your whole entire life yeah apart from deodorants then i could completely understand yeah. that that the claim that they make that there's no link
0: yeah Absolutely. But that yeah.
1: But that's not true.
0: Because what they've done is isolate it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the trouble. Um and, and absolutely we're you know, we're not here to say, Oh, you know, deodorant is gonna like you said earlier, it's gonna
1: give you cause, you, cause, you cause cancer.
0: You cancer. But all we're trying to do all we want to do with this podcast is just stress the importance of looking at what you're putting on your body and in mm-hmm. your body, looking at these ingredients because there are heaps of products out there that don't have these ingredients in that have been shown to be toxic.
1: Yeah, And um, they do a good job.
0: And they do a good job, mm-hmm. yeah. So, for example, as I said, I was using crystal deodorant stick for ages, and then now they actually have a liquid form of it. as a spray bottle, and it's just mineral salts and water. And you can chuck a bit of lemongrass essential oil in there, because lemongrass is really deodorizing. But we've just, just out of ease, really, because it was in our local shop, we've started using the Sukin natural deodorant. Which has been really good, really effective. Hey, and yeah, it's,
1: it's it's all right. <laughs> it's I wouldn't right. say it's the best one I've ever used, but it's right. it's good.
0: It's it's not bad. And,
1: and it wasn't it wasn't too expensive either. No, it's not. Some of them are just some of them are ridiculously expensive.
0: Yeah, and the thing to watch out with for that as well is that a lot of products will say natural, paraben free, and they'll be all like they're you know this mm. really great product, and they'll be super expensive. And you look on the back, and they've actually got you know. 30 to 40 ingredients in there so they may not actually be the most natural and healthful product that you can get so it is really important to look at the back of something and make sure that it's not just a marketing ploy because you know i think there has been a surge in people looking for more natural products now and so companies have yeah got onto that and then yeah.
1: well i um why don't you talk about uh the absorption rates
0: absorption rates into your skin mm-hmm oh yeah, we just totally missed that yeah, so the absorption rates, this is crazy, so your underarms actually absorb 100% of whatever is put under there, so anything that you use as a deodorant, your underarms are absorbing all of it and that's obviously going into your bloodstream and your lymphatic system, as we've said, and having you know, little harms on your body, as we've discussed Um, yeah, also the same for your genitalia (laughs) <laughs> so your genitalia absorb 100 percent of what goes down there and actually that was another thing fragrance ingredients so things in perfumes also have 100 percent absorption rate so yeah everything that's in your perfume that's like fragrance compound is mm-hmm. going in um so yeah as soon as i learned that i've started spraying perfume on my clothes rather than directly onto my skin yeah um yeah, so read your deodorant ingredient list, guys, and have a look for some more natural options. There are loads out there. Um, you can even make your own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: News for you: uh, baking soda, coconut oil, and shea butter. Even get your hand on that. I know it's like I haven't seen it in many stores, um, but baking soda, coconut oil, and some essential oils. And then you can just rub that on there. Apparently, works really well. And I know, I, I know, I had a stick that was kind of like that. It was that kind of buttery um, texture. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was fabulous. Uh, so there you go. There are loads out there. Good luck to you all and your deodorising in future. Uh, I hope we've stressed that it is an important thing and obviously transcends just your underarms to your whole body and everything that you put on it. Yes. Any final remarks, Lewis Powell?
1: Uh, (laughs) happy smelling
0: (laughs) very nice (laughs) see you next time